This podcast is brought to you by Blackout Loud Media Group. We have everything from news, tech, spoken word, comedy, and all talks of live fire cooking. We cover everything across the spectrum so you don't have to go anyplace else. Check out all of our shows, share, like, and subscribe. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Black Smoke Barbecue Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Boyd from Outdoors with Jeff in Las Vegas, Nevada. And today we have Alton, the dog father from Dog Father's Barbecue. How are you doing down there in Texas, sir? Man, what's cracking, bro? Uh, you know, Sunday afternoon, got the pit going, got some pork belly on, watching the yeah, man, I saw speak it up on the NBA, but it's all good. I'm <laughs> here, man. I'm in the house. What's up? Good deal, man. I saw that pork belly earlier you had on Instagram, man. Looks good. Looks good, man. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. I ain't going to be greedy, man. I'm going to go ahead on and, uh, you know, show show the crowd what we got, what we're working with today. So I don't know if my man Brandon saw that, but that's what we got going on today. A little pork belly on the uh, on the LSG. Uh-huh. Showing so, out, huh? Yeah, man. You know, we got to do a little bit. We got to do a little bit. Mama wanted some... Uh, Pork belly, so we got some pork belly on, brother. Good You're deal. doing the right thing. Yes, sir. And we have Brandon from BKC Cooks down in Austin, Texas. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? Man, I am fantastic. What's going on with y'all? Hey, just loving it, man. Just, just, just living it up right now, man. I understand. I got. I saw that. I saw. I saw your tri-tip cook, man. That thing. Hey, that was one of the best tri-tip cooks I've seen in a minute, man. I mean, that thing, when you, the crust on it looked great, but when you cut that thing and you saw the juices running from that color. <laughs> yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. That tri-tip was good, man. Um, like I told y'all a couple of days ago, I went to Costco and, again, went in for some dog food and dog medicine. Yeah, walked <laughs> out of there with about 30 pounds of meat. <laughs> <laughs> they had a they had a hell of a sale, man. I uh picked up those two tri-tips, two giant slabs of beef ribs. Um they say they were choice, but they look like wagyu. They was they're marbled up fabulously. And uh had three slaps of St. Louis ribs and man, I I I went on a rampage in there, man. But uh I got a couple slabs on the pit right now. Good deal. Okay. Good deal, man. Oh, uh, want to give a what's up to what to uh, Mike. Mike, how you doing today, sir? Glad you stopped by. But oh, um, we got Mike in the building. What's going on, bro? Yeah, Mike stopping through. Well, Mike, Mike and Gene talking about Taco Tom with the pork belly. <laughs> there you go, man. There you well, go. Cost you up and roll over to Brandon's get some ribs. Hey, hey man. Adam. They they going, bro. Well, I don't know if my camera's there. It goes. There you go. Looking good, man. Yeah, man. Good yeah, deal. I, uh, but but hold on, we need to ask. We we need to ask Jeff. Jeff, how you doing on this Sunday? What you got going on, brother? Man, look, I'm just relaxing, man. Shoot, I, uh, as far as cooks, I did some uh, did some ribs and some uh, wings uh, a few days ago. And those things came out great, man. I was on the, actually did on the uh, on the nine eighty, and uh, 
some good stuff, man. It's uh, you know, I tell you what, the thing that made it great, man, was I, I actually got some. I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Mambo Sauce, Capital City Mambo Sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I was able to get it everywhere in uh, in Atlanta, but it's, I can't find it anywhere out here, so I have to order it through Amazon. But I got some of that, man, and. It's just like old times, man. When I put that thing on, every, it's it's a great sauce, but it's also is it's it's thinned out, so it's not the thick barbecue sauce that you're used to. It's you know it's it's really made for um, you know it can it comes from the from the Chinese takeout spots in the D in the in the um in the D.C. Maryland Virginia area. So you always get your mambo sauce with it. This one is kind of like a sweet and spicy one that can be kind of used more so as a uh, you can use it. As a as a barbecue sauce, you can use it as any number of things, but it's also a great finishing sauce, and it's got a great color and great taste to it. So I was able to put that on there, man, and I thought I was back in Atlanta for a minute. So, and you know, I just saw that Jeff uh, today. I got a notification from Amazon. Um, they were doing like their uh, um, Black History routine, and they mm-hmm. have like a featured. Uh, uh, black owned product store mm-hmm. and uh cap city mambo sauce is on there. Yeah. Yeah. They also had a, uh, uh, a thing with target cause target was the first company that carried them nationwide. And it was oh, wow. the same thing. It's a, it's a, and it's a nice story, man. There's a couple, um, uh, that was just pushing to get it made and pushing to get it done. And unfortunately, I believe the 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 lady's husband passed here within the past, I think maybe year and a half or so. Oh, that's but um, but they but they still kept pushing, and they got that thing. I mean, it's pretty much nationwide and uh and Target now, and um, and I know for sure on the East Coast and Walmart. So, but yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. I've seen you talk about it pretty often. I'm gonna have to get a couple bottles and see what they're talking yeah. about, man. Yeah, man. If you're from Virginia, you know about some mambo sauce, man. It's it's some good stuff, man. Really it seems like stuff. it's kind of what from back where I'm at, um, what they call mild sauce mm-hmm. um, in the Chicago land area. Uh, it seems to be from what I've seen of it, very similar, if not the same thing. They, they'll put that on fries. They'll put it on chicken. They'll put it on ribs. They put that stuff on everything. And like I said, it's, it's sweet and spicy on the thinner side. Um. Yeah, Chicago mild sauce is a a thing all its own. We were talking to Chef Daniel about that, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's one thing that I would say the, the modern pitmasters in Chicago are kind of uh, peeling away from. Mm-hmm. You know, because Chicago used to be man rib tips with mild sauce all over it on top of a thing of fries, and and that's Chicago barbecue. But it's uh, it's growing up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Good deal. So what do you guys got coming up as far as upcoming cooks? Anything you got planned? I know all you were talking about getting some more content out there here. You know, you said you're about to jump back in the saddle. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to. Um problem is we about to get into the meat of our work schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm probably actually yeah, I'm probably a couple of weeks away from starting to film. So um not really sure. I've been kicking around a few different things, you know, just to play with. Uh, but I know, you know, people want to see that brisket. So I may have to may have to do a brisket cook. 
maybe put it on the, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll put it on the back line. I'm not sure just yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Brandon, what about you? Uh, you know what? I had planned on uh, doing these uh, ribs with like uh, bitter orange and garlic marinade, kind of like a Puerto Rican style. Uh, but I didn't get it around to uh, marinating them. So I'm going to do that at a later date. Like I said, I got those two slabs going now, but I've got that new smoker I need to uh, I need to break in. So I'm probably going to do uh, beef ribs and um, I'm not sure what else. I'll probably throw something because that's such a long cook. I'm going to need something to eat while uh, while those are cooking. So it'll be <laughs> beef ribs and, and something else. But yeah, beef ribs for sure on that uh on that new offset that uh that I just got. He just gonna Good drop man. that in there, just just we ain't supposed to react to a new cooking know, right? The scene, I, right? We're we're about to have a quick segue into that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, welcome Keenan to the group. We're gonna spin right on back to that. Uh <laughs> Keenan from in the smoke with Keenan. How you doing, sir? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? What's up, Keenan? What's up, Keenan? What's good, man? Oh, I can't call it, man. Just sitting here struggling to get on. I had to find the link. I was like, oh, oh shoot. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, but, uh, yeah, we, not to cut you off, Jeff, but we got a we got a new fan there in the comments. Okay. All right. All right. And uh yeah, discovered okay, discovered Black Smoke uh, Barbecue Podcast three days ago. Haven't left the house since. All right, good deal. Hey, we definitely appreciate you listening. Be sure to um, be sure to subscribe on the YouTube page and also on, on Instagram as well. But uh, we thank you for the support. Absolutely, thank you so much. Yeah, brother John is in the house. John, what's good, bro? What's going on, John? Holding it down in Alabama. But yeah, we're gonna come back because you 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 slid that in real slick, Brandon. So talk about this new pit that you're talking that you're talking about, man. <laughs> Uh, it's a new uh, offset from Char Griller called uh, the Dakota, and okay. it's a um, it's similar to the to the Smoking Champ, where it's um, you know offset typical. Uh, but I would say this is more like a uh, kind of like a mid level. It's not entry level because uh, it's it's pretty heavy gauge steel, um, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not um, a high end smoker by by any stretch, but I think for someone who knows what they're doing, who's still not quite ready to take the leap into um, a fully welded heavy gauge pit, you know, cause again, that's, that's a big financial commitment. Um, I think this one, the, the Dakota is, has, it has some really good features. Like I said, the steel is definitely heavier gauge um, and it has more of the, the door as opposed to just a whole half barrel that you're opening. It actually has a door on hinges and uh, came with nice big uh, steel wagon wheels. Uh, they include a charcoal basket with it. Um, a nice front folding shelf that's really sturdy and a big beefy handle to move that thing around with, not just that little piece of, uh, you know, uh heavy gauge wire that they have on some of the other ones that you can move that pit around with. Like, no, they, they, they put some thought in and, and some real materials in this. Oh, and they have expanded metal grates too. Okay. And um, there's three individual grates. So, you know, easier to clean, easy to move in and out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, man. I think I'm going to retire uh, one of my smoking champs. You know, I got two of them. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, that video that you did, man, on on that um on resurrecting that one. Oh yeah, that's got a lot of views too, man. And that's where yeah. that's that's where I got to see the many faces of Brandon. Because I swear, man, look back then I didn't know if you if, if it was not having the glasses or you didn't have the beard or something. But I was like, this ain't this ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was on the wrong channel too one time, man. I was like, man, who is this dude right here? You know what? I man, I might have I might have just regrew my beard or something like that in that video, but that's one of my better performing videos, believe it or not, man. Um that video is what led me to realize that um people just want to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what is a a, a boring and and um uh, a task that you really don't want to do but needs to be done you don't want to do it but a whole bunch of people want to watch you do it mm-hmm. you know because who wants to scrape rust and grease and you know <laughs> do all this stuff dealing with paint getting nasty and people love watching that video and i thank y'all for watching please continue to watch it <laughs> uh, that, that is one of my better performing videos man and uh, uh i'm actually i thinking about doing a 2.0 because my original one is in worse shape than that one was when I got it. And so I'm thinking about redoing that. We're having a uh, like a community garage sale coming up here next month. So I think I might redo that and then put it on the curb and sell it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good deal. Good deal. Real quick, we're going to add Jeff Greer, the other Jeff with the G. Mama Ed Greer, what's going on, bro? What's going on, my brothers? What's up, Jeff? What's happening, brother? Not much. Good to have you on, man. How you been? Sure. Man, I've been busy. I finally got some downtime so I could play with y'all a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Good deal, man. Good deal. Good deal. I see you repping the swag, man. You got something you're trying to tell us? Nah, not today. I'm just so chill today, my good man. <laughs> good deal, man. Good deal. Let me swim through here in the comments. We got a couple of we got a couple of things going on. Uh, uh, Mike is saying he's uh, got a guy here in Atlanta, the Smoking Bear Barbecue on YouTube, that does Chicago style barbecue. Okay, we'll have to check okay. him out. Yeah, I sent y'all the link on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I follow him on Instagram and I'm subscribed to his channel. Okay. Like the smoking bear. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chicago style. I remember I was listening to Brandon. He was talking about Chicago style uh, when I was listening to the other podcast when y'all was with Chef Daryl. Daryl was Chef, um, yeah, Chef Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. When y'all was talking about Chicago style, how they put sauce on everything, and then it'd be the fries, the meat. Sauce, oh yeah. And then more fries. Yeah. He got he got the business out there, and then he uh he linked up with um. Some some people, I guess they got a, a nice good jerk seasoning and sauce out there that he nice. uh, have it running with it. Okay, uh, yeah, good dude, deal. Cool. I like it. You see, Mike saying he got a pit uh, pit boss coming on Tuesday. Plans on cooking on the next weekend. Um, let me tell you. Let me tell you what. Let's let's do a quick segue because I want to get you guys' opinion on this. I've been seeing a lot of videos here. Uh, talking about this new Traeger Ironwood that's come out, you know, and it's funny because if you look at you, you, you can't even get hit in the head with all these videos on Traeger coming out 
uh, with this Ironwood. Because <laughs> um, it seems like they just do a mass release and have everybody, you know, do it at the same time. Uh, let's talk about that. You know, what do you what do you guys thoughts on that? And what do you guys feel about pellet grills, pellet smokers? I haven't used one, so I'm going to sit here and listen to y'all. All right, so I'll say pellet <laughs> smokers. I mean, they they get the job done depending on circumstances. Like if you're too busy to want to sit and do fire management and things like that, I mean, especially depending on the pellets you use can help to influence like the smoke you're going to get on your meat. Um, the thing I've seen lately that I actually want to try is that camp shelf that actually has where you can put wood in it as well. I think being able to mix the pellets and actual wood might actually do a better job than just pellets on its own. But I've had a pit boss before, the Austin XL. I can't complain. It, it did its job. It did what I needed it to do. And it was very little maintenance to it. So I'm, I'm all for pellet grills. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a, a problem with pellet grill. Actually, I've only cooked on mm -hmm. one one time, and that was uh, on Alton's uh, Grilla Grill Silverback. And, um, hey, man, it did the damn thing. It did what I expected it to do. Um, I uh, I think we talked about this on the last live we were on. Um, again, I have never cooked on a pellet grill, uh, but I have a, the, the Gravity 980, which is a gravity fed charcoal grill and it, different concept, but the same idea as a pellet grill. It, it's easy to do. It takes care of itself. You're not managing a fire. Like once you get it lit, it takes care of itself. So I just set the temp and let it rock. I, I, I cooked on it the way I would cook on my 980 and it, it gave me fantastic results. So, you know, I, I can't knock pellet grills. Um, I think if I had to choose between one or the other, I, I think I'm more biased towards the, the gravity fed because, uh, you know, less moving parts. Mm. And um, I can put actual chunks and hunks of wood in my hopper and get really, really good smoke flavor. So if I had to choose one, I would choose the gravity fed. But uh, after having cooked on a pellet grill, I, I can't disparage them. I, I got nothing bad to say about them. Uh, I think it's definitely a, a, a good way to get people into the hobby and into the craft, mm -hmm. um, you know, because there's a lot of people who are truly intimidated by uh, managing a fire and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I grew up like a lot of us grew up around barbecue and pits and stuff like that. But, I'm, you know, I realized quickly that a lot of people didn't. And so they have no clue where to start and, and all of that stuff is foreign to them. And so I think if they can pour something out of a bag, press a button and they're making barbecue, I don't have a problem with that. Good deal. Good deal. Before we get Alton's take of seeing it, we want to thank you. Um, thank you for subscribing. Uh, definitely appreciate your support. Absolutely. Um, so Alton, let's get your take because I know you've got a few, you've got a few pellet grills, and you know you're also big on the, you know, you said you're a stick burner purist as well. So, want to hear your take on this? I mean, dude, pellet smokers suck. Don't ever use one. I'm kidding. Dude, I love <laughs> pellet smokers. 
I mean, you know, I'm, dude, I'm, I am a, I'm a stick burner by heart. Um, but I do believe that I look at it like this, man. I, you know, if for those of y'all that know me, you know that I've got several grills. Um, to me, I look at grills as kind of like you look at your old, your dad's toolbox back in the day. How many tools did he have to do the same job? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You got all your cookers, man. You can, it, for me, it depends on what mood I'm in that day. Maybe I want to burn wood splits. Maybe I want to just, you know, kick back. Let me fire up the uh, the pellet smoker. You know what? Maybe I want to play around with the Weber kettle today. So I'll fire up the Weber kettle. So to me, it's just another tool. Uh, I think that Brandon hit it on the head that it's it's a very good instrument for people that maybe they don't understand the craft of maintaining uh, temperatures and, and managing fires. Uh, maybe they don't, you know, they're not comfortable with it or for whatever reason, this brings them into the game. At the end of the day, I'm not about, you know, being a barbecue snob or telling you that the way that I cook or this is the best way. And if you don't do it, nah, man, just get out there and cook. And I think this is a great avenue to get more people in the outside cooking and just having a great time. You know, when you get a, a bunch of people around the pit, you get the drinks flowing, you got, you know, ribs on, steaks on, whatever it is, you know, your protein, vegetable, whatever it might be. It's a great time to fellowship with each other, man. And I think the pellet smoker is bringing more people into that game. They're bringing them into that arena. It's it's a little bit more real, I think, than using a gas cooker because you are using uh, compressed wood, uh, whether it be you know sawdust or what have you. Uh, I do think that the pellets you use are going to be crucial to your end product. You know, getting something that is all natural and not a bunch of glues and binders and stuff of, uh, of that nature. But, hey, that's part of the fun in figuring out what works best for you on that cooker. But, dude, I have nothing negative to say as I have pork belly on my LSG pellet smoker right now. <laughs> so, yeah, let me just pull it back up here. Uh, we talked about, you know, pork belly. And uh, I'm using uh, today my Lone Star Grills uh, pellet smoker, and that's what we got going on on that right now. Oh, we're yeah. still we're still probably a couple of hours away uh, from finishing it up, but you know, Mama wanted some pork belly, so that's what we're doing. So yeah, man. So good. The, the closest I came to a pellet, I got a little charbroil, little stack, you know, little shelf smoker, and um, it just took wood chips. You know what I mean? So I have cooked with just wood chips on that one. I cooked a whole Thanksgiving dinner on that bad boy and did a, a, quite a few videos with it. I called it my backup because if I needed to get a new coil or something from uh, that Brinkman that I started with, the dinosaur, uh, you know, I broke that bad boy. I was actually my son's Christmas gift, but he was a little intimidated on using it. I got in there. I was like, yeah, I didn't burn myself enough for you, so you should be good. But uh, it works good, man. I, I like it. I like the just the wood chips, and I'm, you know, anxious to get a pellet smoker. Uh, I have my eye on that 980, you know, after meeting Jeff and seeing that bad boy and then seeing Brandon and and then, you know, Jeffrey seeing all y'all rolling with the 980s. I went out to get one. I'm like, man, that's just too expensive right now. So I ended up with that legacy. Yeah, uh, gotcha. especially now, uh, you know, that 980, uh, it went up in price quite a bit. And the legacy um, went up in price after I started using it. They don't want to recognize that. Though. 
Hey, man, I say stall them out, Keenan. Turn the screws to them and make them do right, man. Yeah, they did. It did. Once I, I started, because that's one of my best videos is breaking in my legacy or my legacy review. I still give views to this day. And ever since I posted them, man, that bad boy, the price went up. I know because I went back and checked. I'm like, you know, that. So, so, Jeff, gotcha. you were talking about that um, that flat top that uh, Traeger put out. And like you said, man, they, they definitely did a all-hands-on-deck dump on that thing, man. Uh, mm. I, yeah, they do. I've seen, like you said, you, you couldn't go left or right without running to people's videos, uh, you know, yep. assembling that thing and, and getting it going and everything. Uh, has anybody seen, like, any details or features on it? Um, I've seen um, I seen a, a lady on Instagram. She broke hers out and put it together. Um, got her love every morsel. Oh yeah, uh-huh. her, yeah. Her, I know she's like a, one of the ambassadors for trade. So yeah, yeah and was, I saw uh, it looked nice. Uh, CJ got one too. Okay. From Mama and Papa Joe's. No clearance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw him putting his together. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I, I've seen where they on there. They're talking about, um, I guess, like uh, some of the high end, I guess, high end features. of it. One thing I do like about it, it has the large side tables. You know, that's one thing I find when I'm when I'm on my griddle, you know, because the prep part is so much of where you can just have everything there and have a decent sized table or whatever. Um, where you can have your stuff with you. But also it's something where they said, like, it, it, it weighs your propane tank to let you know where you're at as far as your propane. Oh, so nice. like yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty Beautiful. interesting. That's pretty interesting. But um, yeah. But what else is going on, guys? Yeah, I'm taking it day cooking, by man. day, man. I'm trying to wait man. to get this direct heat cooker coming in pretty soon. Yeah, that's right. You got. You look, tell us about this other one that you got coming, man. Where you where you're making some more room on the boulevard. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, it's another direct heat cooker. Um, I've got one back here now that you know is a chud pit. This one is uh, is that. Um, it's got some pretty neat little features on it, where you can not only direct heat cook on it, but you can actually put uh, baffles in, um, and you can actually turn it into a offset cooker. Whether you want to try and cook offset or you want to do reverse flow. Um, nice. So it's it's uh, it's nice, man. It's uh, made by Smokeslinger. Uh, he's kind of uh, a newer cat into the uh, to the building uh, cooker game. Uh, he's going to be doing some offsets. Going to be you know really cranking out some of these uh, direct heat cookers. And uh, man, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Went out to his shop last week with uh, my buddy Ryan from Backline uh, Backline Fab. Uh, we rolled up there and uh, hung out at the shop and got to see how they make these things. And, um, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, it should be a lot of fun. I predict we're going to be doing some uh, some turkey breasts on there. I don't know if you guys have had, you know, direct heat turkey breasts. But that's some really good stuff. But uh, I know we're going to do some of that. We're going to get some pork steaks put on there. And, uh, man, we're going we gonna to have fun with it. We're going to have some fun with it. I can't wait. Nice. Yeah. I saw that video, man. That thing is a tank. Yeah, I mean that thing. Yeah. Is, that thing, that thing is huge, man. It looked like 
It'll drive right through a brick wall, man. <laughs> I think he says it's about 650 pounds. Um, and uh, it's just a little lean looking, just, just man, it's, it's a, it's going to be a nice little cooker for us. How you going to get that thing back there on the boulevard, man? Oh, I'll <laughs> figure out a way, bro. <laughs> we talking about a cooker, man? We going to figure out a way. I think we're going to, we're going to leave it that raw look. You know, kind of that patina look, mm-hmm. and uh, that way it'll match the uh, back line. Just keep it oiled up. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, thinking I might put it next to the to the back line, but I I don't know yet, man. I don't know. We'll hey, I want to give a shout out to my man Mike Spatterford, dude on uh, Instagram. I met him around the same time I met you, Jeff, on Instagram. He's a Spatty Daddy Kitchen, real cool dude, highly gourmet. Uh, remind me a lot of the stuff that you be doing, Brandon. So, oh shit! I, I appreciate you, uh, <laughs> you stopping through. Thanks for stopping through, Mike. Thank you for stopping through, Mike. Cool, good cool, deal. Man. Good deal. Well, yeah, man. Speaking of that, um, so we're gonna have another another pit coming over to the channel here, man. Um, uh, uh the folks at Grill Grills are gonna be sending out a uh, silverback. So I'm anxious to get uh anxious to get cooking on that and get some cooks going and uh see what's out here with these different uh flavor pellets. I think that's one of the biggest things. I, I really I'm I'm an oak guy. You know, we uh last time we were talking about, you know, I'm basically a post-oak junkie when it comes to, you know, wood chunks or if I have to use splits and things of that nature. But it's it, some of these pellet blends out there are really interesting, man. It's you know, you 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 have these different infusions if you want to call them that where you can get some some interesting flavors so i'm kind of anxious to jump into that market and see uh and see what's going on there i think you're gonna like that griller man yeah yeah all the reviews man online seem to say the same thing people really seem to love it so i think honestly pellets Uh, what's that now have you ever used flavored pellets on your uh on your pellet smoke Are you talking to me? Yeah. Fla- uh, as in what flavor? Like, you know how they got, like Jeff was saying, they got the different flavor pellets. And oh, I yeah, yeah. A few, like garlic herb or... Oh, no, no, no. Those blends I haven't messed with. I... Nah. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with, you know, oak. Um, oak is, is my preferred. Uh, if I don't use oak, I use, like, a competition blend. Uh, where it might have oak hickory and cherry in it, you know, something like that. Um, outside of that, I might use uh, some regular hickory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have used cherry, you know, by itself before. Uh, it's a little strong. Uh, I've used apple uh, quite a bit, actually. Apple is really good, you know, whenever we're doing fish and vegetables and things of that nature. Uh, it's really mild, so it works really well. Uh, but for the most part, man, I love using oak. You know, I'm right there with Jeff. I'm a post oak guy, uh, and and in fact, I just put oak in here today. Um, mm-hmm. I think the ones that I've got right now, I think these are the Bear Mountain brand of uh, pellets mm-hmm. that I got in there, which is the oak, um, and they work okay. They work. They work pretty good. I'm not. I'm not knocking it at all. But uh, I think Jeff, man, I think you are are going to have a great time with that gorilla. You know, welcome to the Grilla family. 
you know, if I can I say appreciate that. it, man. Appreciate it. I think yeah. that, you know, when I you're can... talking about one of the entry level to meet, you know, intermediate type uh, pellet cooker, I think hands down, dude, grill is, is probably my favorite, favorite cooker. You know, they don't do a lot of commercials and, you know, flood you like Traeger and, you know, some of these other brands. Um, they are, you know, DTC, direct to, to consumer. And uh, I think a lot of their business is word of mouth, man. And I think that when people actually get their hands on it and they see what this thing can do, um, I think people are going to love it, man. So I've worked on, I've, I've cooked on some high dollar pellet smokers. I've cooked on some really inexpensive pellet smokers. And I can tell you this griller, it can hold its own, man, with the big boys. It, it definitely can. Good deal. Good deal. Well, look, I'm looking forward to Wednesday, man. So there'll be a few reels coming out, hopefully by the end of the week on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a, a really good question. Uh, Miss Jean Marie posed. Mm-hmm. Look at that, fellas. Money, no object. What's your dream cooker? And what's the number one feature you look for in a quality cooker? Uh, so for me, right now, I want a huge Santa Maria, and I want it built like a tank. And I'm, I'm talking about I probably want my grate she, five, six feet long with a humongous uh, firebox and um, a huge flywheel. There's a company. Oh, what is the name of that company? They're up out of Wisconsin, and they make this huge Santa Maria. And I saw that thing, man. Uh, I think I saw it on like Stephen Rachelin's show or something. And I look it up. I'm like, yeah, get me one of those. Man, that thing was like, price tag? show. <laughs> My car didn't cost that much, man. I said, damn. <laughs> I backed up real quick, bro. Let me tell you. I, <laughs> but uh, yeah, something like that. And uh, of course, it had um, a humongous motorized. Uh, rotisserie mm-hmm. and i think you could have even put a uh a small pig on that thing like it was, yeah. it was that robust and um i'm trying to remember it's something like kenosha steelworks or something i'll find it and, but yeah for me for right now that's the one gotcha good deal all right greer what you what you thinking man Mm, for me, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've always thought about getting like one of these Lone Star grills. Uh, they just seem like they make the high quality grills. Even that pellet grill seems like it's a beast. It does. So if I could get one, I'd probably get like an offset and a pellet grill from Lone Star Grills, but. I don't want to pay their price. I want them to send it to me for free. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding out. I'm stalling on them until they, till they realize the goodness over here. They'd be like, hey, you want to test this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Go on, send that thing this way. I'll mean, I put some cooks on it. <laughs> have you reached out to Chris? I have not. Dude, reach out to him. I'm Trust me. Out. Reach out to him. Yeah, I'm about to put a buzz in their ear. Yeah, he's a really cool dude, man. Reach out to him. Good deal. Keenan, what you think, man? Dream pit. Oh, you know, I'm just now getting started. You know, legacy <laughs> on the charcoal. I'm coming from electric, you know, to to managing the fire with some charcoal, man. So 
I, I guess anything, you know, that's quality. But I did, I do like that. I think it's like from Yoder, man. It's like a Bandera or something. And it's like huge. It got like, you know, a big firebox on the side. And then it just travels over and it got this big old shelf, all these shelves. I love to load that bad boy up with a farm, you know, and some ocean up in there and just let it smoke, you know. I'm throwing free woolly, all that up in there. You know, oh, here we, we go. Here we go. About to have Peter out here in the, in the, in the oh, chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a part of Peter, man. Hey. Y'all better, better hide people, the whales. Hey, oh, people eat goodness. and taste the animals, man. Part of People eating tasty animals. Oh <laughs> yeah, they coming for you, bro. Yeah, wait, wait till I had a shirt. Oh lord. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Oh, oh, what, what did you sell off, man? How you getting in trouble over there? Yeah. Uh, she's talking to well, Lone Star Grills, man. I sold my. I had one like you just mentioned a little while ago. There, uh, Brandon. I had a sixty by thirty. Santa Maria from from uh from Lone Star Grills. And I also had one of their vertical offsets. Okay. So I sold both of them. Um one of my coworkers actually does a lot of competition cooking and and also is uh he also does uh catering. Okay. And so he bought both of those, man. So you know, I know where to go if I want to go burn a little bit of wood on them and have some yeah. fun with them still, you know. But um no, that's what she's talking about. She's referring to, uh, if you look at some of my older videos, you see my vertical offset and the the uh, Santa Maria from Lone Star Girls. So. Good nice. deal. Man, I tell you what, I can't really pinpoint one. It would it would have to be three separate pits, man, because I'm, I'm – I had a stick burner back in the day, and then I, I had to sell it because we moved to a townhome and we didn't have space for it. I want to get back into the offset game. Um, between that and then really looking at a good ceramic, um, uh, ceramic Kamado, just to, I mean, because even, you know, I used to do a, a ton of cooks, if you see, you know, on my channel on the, on the Acorn, you know, <laughs> with that being a lower price grill, um, I love that thing to death, man. That, that was my favorite grill, you know, from, from that standpoint, just with the, it's amazing the cooks you can get off of a Kamado, you know, and also, you know, that seal, how you get, you know, your cooks a little bit more moist too and everything. And you can go from 250 to 600 degrees in 10 minutes, you know, seven minutes or whatever. I mean, this is, you know, I just love the Kamado style cooking. Um, but between that and then uh, somewhere down the line, I need to get a drum smoker. You know, I just I I, you know, huh? does have a nice one they just put out. Yes, yeah, I, I, I saw that. I saw that. You know, but it's just it's just the thing about you know the the flavor you get or any flavor that you get where you have that uh, that fat or rip or drippings rendering down and going back over that coal man. Um, you know, even even you get that with the you know with the red heat uh, cook as well, but. It's just something about that flavor, man. So I'm I don't know if I have one, man. I'd say I'd have to I'd have to have three three new pits, man. But that's you know, I've got the room for all that. I'd be man, I'd be living in the backyard at that point if I got three more back there. So <laughs> man, you know, I was <laughs> I was reading um this guy, um 
had a bunch of cookers in his backyard and uh the HOA uh I don't want to use that word. Uh, <laughs> nosy neighbors, how about that? We're, we're on his case and 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 they they put the HOA on him because I guess you were only allowed one grill in the backyard according to the HOA. Wow. So my man lined them all up and brought out his stick welder. <laughs> welded them shits together side by side. I like the way he thinks. And it was one grill. I said, my man, I said, if they ever start with me, I know exactly what to do. <laughs> there you go, man. It's one piece. What do you want me to do? It's one grill. Because they didn't That's have somebody. any. We need to get on the podcast. Yeah. You ain't lying, man. <laughs> That's how you uh, I, do it, man. I guess they didn't go so far as to give, you know, uh, size or capacity restrictions or anything like that. It was just you could have one cooker. And my man said, I got you covered. And she <laughs> flipped that hood down. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> I said, man, I love it. Pure genius. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's how you that's how you get it done, man. That's how you look. You got to outsmart them, man, because it's. Yeah. Everybody's gonna find something to complain about, you know. Yes. That's the thing, and it's and at the same time, it's barbecue. You ain't you ain't hurt nobody, man. It's you know, but like I say, folks will find something to jump on. Hey, man, some people hate to see joy in the world, brother. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right, man. Absolutely right. Yep. So is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Look, I forgot you. You know, you already had everything. I'm still going to say, what could it be? What could it yeah, be? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because because Brandon, I'm a little, I'm a little perturbed with you. I'm a little miffed, even. You here in Texas? We supposed to go big, bro. We supposed to go big. I told so, you, I just <laughs> live here, bro. <laughs> I'm not a. Texas, oh, man. It's just my current address. It's just your current address, man. Okay. Nah, you know, for me, man, you know, I'd have to go. I have to give up my my brother Ryan. You know, we get we gonna build a bad thousand gallon. We're talking a thousand gallon uh, offset. Um, insulated firebox, obviously. You know, one of the things that you know part of that question was. You know, what feature do you look for in a quality cooker? And for me, it's going to be thickness for efficiency. Mm. I want to make sure that this thing is going to be efficient, whatever I'm cooking on. Um, you know, and like I said, I'm a wood, you know, I like burning wood split. So I would definitely say uh, an offset thousand gallon. But we ain't stopping there because I know my man, Ryan. I know we can, you know, we make things happen. Brian, uh, Brandon hit it on the head with the Santa Maria. So I would definitely say on the back side of this thousand gallon, we're gonna have some sort of Santa Maria grill also attached to it, uh, where it can also double as a live fire cooker. You know, I mean it is live fire when you cook with the Santa Maria, but I think you guys know what I mean. You know, mm -hmm. being able to do different things with it. Uh so I'll definitely want something um, you know, like that on there. And probably as well as uh his three in one, have that mounted on the back side of that thing as well. And uh, with that three and one, we're gonna have a spit that goes across, and in case we want to roast a pig, and you know, hmm. we're gonna we're gonna do it big, man. We're gonna do it big. So if uh, money's no object, that's what we're looking at. That's a little bit too much detail to sound like something off the cuff. Sound like you've been planning that, and that's gonna be at your house next week. 
<laughs> Look, he didn't say no. <laughs> hey, it could happen. <laughs> Look, it's an invoice somewhere sitting with that on it right now. <laughs> man, it, it, it could, it could, it could happen, man. It could happen. That's one of the good things about knowing somebody that can take your creative, you know, your your ideas or whatever, and he could throw some of his creativity into it. The next thing you know, you got something tangible in front of you. You know, so um, Brandon, I need, I need to take you down there to Ryan's shop, man. Say, listen, you talking about a uh, a Santa Maria, man? He yeah. he's built quite a few Santa Marias that are they're they're beasts. Yeah, man. Should let me know. I'm always down, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, man. That's that's the thing too, because from a from a standpoint, you guys got people building pits. <laughs> Seem like on every corner down there in Texas, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it's funny because you know, um, I had just gone to a barbecue shop out here, man, in Vegas, and these guys are like, you know, hey, if you want to offset, you know, I mean, I can get you one, take about five months, you know. It's like, <laughs> it's like they 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 don't they don't do it out here, man. From you know, from that side, but it's it's really uh, you guys got it going on down there when it comes to that, you know, or if you or if you order from Texas, it may cost you almost half as much to ship it out here you know that, that, that's the other thing with it too might as well have them put it on a trailer and drive it back home yeah right, there you go there you go hey i just want to make note of something right quick when we started this live stream i mentioned lakers are doing horrible they're down by i don't know 20 25 whatever lakers are up by one with eight minutes to go in this game against the Mavericks in Dallas. Oh wow! About to lose yeah. by <laughs> hey man, look here, bro. Find what are they lose. on? They on TNT? What are they man, on? I will cut at you, Keith. <laughs> That's the closest team we got. To San Diego is Lakers. I'm like, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers. I'm just like, yeah. man, I don't know about them dudes. Lakers, man. I, I mean, it is what it is, man. They ain't, I'm not really expecting them to do much anyway, but if they can pull off a win against Dallas or the Spurs or whatever, I'm all for it. Yeah, man. Now that now that was that? I said I'll be watching Sports Center tonight to get caught up. I ain't watched a basketball <laughs> game in like two years. Look, now the musical chairs are over, man, with the uh with all these trades all the trade going on. Headlines? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was some. It was some. It was some hokey dogs going on on the trades, man. You know, I didn't expect all that movement, man. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought it was gonna be, you know, I thought it was gonna be a little more quiet, but they they just shook everything up. Yeah. Well, the Lakers had to. I mean, because they they roster was garbage from the you know the beginning. It still is garbage. It it, it kind of is, to be honest with you. It really kind of is. I mean, I'm sitting there watching them build condominiums with all these bricks they were throwing up in the first half. And, <laughs> and I'm like, you got you got professional players that you bring to your team, man, that are actually making money for them to go and shoot that poorly. If you look at, you know, Russell uh, Westbrook when he was there and you look at some of the shots he was shooting, that's what these fools were doing in the first half. And I'm like, dude, seriously, you know, what? Is, how is it that the oldest dude on the team has the highest stats and has gotten even better since he turned 38? I mean, that's, come on, man. That's crazy. That's, yeah. I mean, 38. 
and he's still rolling and doing the things that he's doing, averaging 30 plus. And I mean, it's ridiculous. And you got these little young whippersnappers coming in there, and they just, I mean, come on, man. Well, have you talking to the TV? What's that? <laughs> AD can't stay healthy. So if you no. don't play, you don't get stats. You know what I'm saying? No, man. His, nine, his name is Betsy. Let me clear this up. His name is not AD. His name is Street Clothes. <laughs> this dude is always hurt, always on Street Clothes, man. Oh, street man. Clothes. He's trying to play keep his. that eyebrow. You want to keep that eyebrow tight. Man, oh, he, he got to play, play a season where he's available every game before I can give him his name back. Right now, he's street clothes. Man, I saw I saw a meme online where they were clowning him talking about uh, AD wasn't up during that celebration because he wasn't trying to get injured. <laughs> Dude, he probably would, too. That's cold, play. <laughs> my man, he was just sitting there. What he was like. He was. <laughs> Yeah, he probably oh, tear an cool. ab muscle, giving a high five. Be out for five months. Oh man, dude, that's hilarious, man. That's hilarious, dude. I, it's funny, man, because I, I remember back when I remember back when it was a huge deal when he went to you know when he went to L.A. and you know wearing the Looney Tunes shirt and that's all, yeah. folks. And everything else just <laughs> just rubbed it in their face. And now, man, can't even man to get up here looking like Mister Glass. Can't even sneeze without. Hey, without hurting himself. Hey, at the end of the day, remember this, okay? That's still my squad y'all talking about, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? You're right. You're right. The way he left was, you know, probably wasn't the best way to, to leave a team or whatever, but he did go win a chip. Yeah. He yeah. balled yeah. out. You know, Peter, whether it was in the bubble or not, Every team that was in that bubble had the same opportunity. I was going to say, man, they, they people talk that. They want to put an asterisk on that. Look, everybody was playing under the same conditions. Absolutely. If they was all in full arenas or if they was all in somebody's backyard, it's the same conditions for everybody. So I don't buy into that asterisk no, bullshit. They was all there. They all played. Because that ring still looks the same. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. And no, I mean, um, I tell you what, he definitely did more than he would have had he stayed uh, in oh, New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, he definitely made the right move. Um, you know, I, I all bullshit aside, I really do hate that the brother can't stay healthy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because, uh, you know, it just makes you wonder, you know, what more could he accomplish? And not only that, man, you know, when guys are that big, they have so many injuries and problems later on in life. I, I hate to see the brother broken down this early because it's probably going to be hell on him down the road. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hate to see that. The man, one but, thing uh, it is, these new cats, man, they get injured a lot. I mean, you don't, you go back to, you know, when Shaq first got in, you know, Jordan, Barkley, Pippen, all them, man, them dudes, I didn't see too many injuries. Maybe every now and then, man, these cats get injured. Like, I mean, like, like, I mean, who saw like the college dudes, man? Like that one dude that snapped his leg. He just went and grabbed a rebound and came down and snapped his leg. And it's like, they don't, they don't, like they used to. Hey, Keenan, that's that's the point, man, too, because like I had seen something where they had posted uh, some pictures of like back in the day, uh, Michael Jordan, Alonzo Mourning, all these dudes back then, you know, Ewing. Everybody, they were built different. I mean, it's a different game. I mean, it's still much more physical. 
And then nowadays you got guys, you know, Kevin Durant size going out here tearing it up. But like back then, they, I mean, them guys probably would have been getting hurt up pretty rough, man. They'd have mopped the floor with Kevin Durant. They would have mopped the floor with Durant. You imagine him going up against like the, the Knicks. Go up against Oakley. Yeah. Yeah. Oakley and, and uh Anthony Mason and all man, please. Man, they had that brother in a wheelchair. And 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 that's not a you know a shot because he's an amazing talent, amazingly talented brother. But he he's too slight to have played back in those days, man. Like those dudes were monsters. I just think yeah, the game is I, I don't think that's different. true. You don't think oh, so? No, nah, because I mean, I mean, I don't think it, it had anything to do with the size of Kevin Durant, because Reggie Miller wasn't very big at all. That was that was Slender Man right there. <laughs> I think what the difference is is the mentality. Mm-hmm. Back then, they had that that mentality, knowing that the games are going to be physical. They were going to have to bring it. You know what? This is going to be all about heart. You know, it ain't going to be this. You come out here and score fifty points and you know, you put up a, as a team 130. Nah, bro. You, this might be a, a 70s, 80s type scoring game, and yeah. it's going to be some blood somewhere. You know, these cats don't want that these, these days, man. You look at all the flopping that all these, these – they begging for fouls and stuff now. They look know? like soccer players out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. Arguing and complaining. Dude, you barely touch a soccer player. They rolling around. Oh, like, yeah. broke their leg, and I mean – and then two minutes later, they – Jump up and go running. Like, come on, man. They got to stay pretty for commercials, man. man. They're too busy making commercials. You know, I mean, that's cool to make your money and all that. But, you know, to me, I just think it's kind of oversaturated with all these players trying to be movie stars or commercial stars and, you know, be on reality shows. And then they try to go back to balling, man. I think it's just some kind of, you know, it's some kind of stigma behind that. Like any player that try to do a reality show or get deep in commercials and advertisement and stuff that has nothing to do with sports, you know, they don't do well the, the next season. Well, I mean, I, I, I ain't mad at them, dude. If they got all the opportunities to do stuff like that and, uh, you know, uh, to where they can set themselves up for financial security and whatnot for the you know future, go for it. Yeah, but right. at the end of the day, what got you here is what, what you're going to have to, you know, make sure you yeah. – uphold yeah you got to maintain mm-hmm. it you definitely yeah, have to maintain yeah. what got you there but i'm like you get your money man because these them people don't care nothing about you Nah. yeah one thing is you, you know break, what? break your leg and you can't play again and see what happens they won't be talking about you dude because yeah. i'm telling you right now i am very interested to see what's going to happen with the guy from buffalo you know the mm-hmm. Hammer. Oh yeah, because he wasn't like on this guaranteed whatever money contract. He's still on his rookie contract. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't have all these millions of dollars that some of these other players may have. No, I think he was making like seven fifty a year. I don't don't Mm -hmm. think he was making a million a year. And now here, his his whole future. We don't know if that brother can ever play football again. But should we? We just want him to be able to be okay. You know what I'm saying? But this was his livelihood. What's going to happen? Are they going to just say, well, you know what? You know, sorry, too bad. I mean, you can't play. We can't pay you. You know, and I mean, it's, that's well within the right. Don't get me wrong. 
But I'm and, just saying, yeah, that just and I, to the level of what this whole relationship really is. Yeah, and it yeah. is. You know, I understand when people say, "Oh, they just care about money." Well, here's the thing, man. Uh, they're not in college anymore. Mm-hmm. It's their pro- it's yeah. their profession. Yeah. And you know, w- when the plumber goes to work, and he switches jobs from making fifty an hour to seventy five. Nobody gives him shit. You nope. congratulate him. Hey, man, that was a smart move. Mm-hmm. It's no different. These people are professionals. And, and they, should, they, they should go. Absolutely. They should go into a situation that is going to be the best for them. Yep. Yes, now, sir. should you do your job? Your job is to go out and perform and try to win and put on a great show for the fans. Absolutely. You should do your job. But mm-hmm. when these people get wrapped up in, oh, man, they only want to chase money. They're not loyal to no, they should be loyal to themselves and to their family. You should be loyal just to like some these team. teams and companies are. Correct. Because yeah. just like a company, you leave, man, I've seen it all the time. People die before they can put you in the ground. They got your job up on Indeed, bro. Exactly. You better take care of yourself. Exactly. But if exactly. we can pivot back to barbecue, all the the local soccer team here, y'all, Austin FC, um, mm-hmm. in their stadium, they have one of our better barbecue restaurants as uh one of the food stalls there they have a uh, valentina's Valentina. i saw that and i i saw if somebody else is going in there they they just announced i'm trying to remember who the heck it was i can't oh, remember like style switch or somebody was it no, a barbecue spot it was a place that was doing like barbecue and tacos i'm trying to remember who the heck it was well valentina's is known for doing barbecue and tacos for sure they are and that's what surprised me because i was like well if they were going to do that why didn't they just have uh valentina's do it but there was uh someone else they were bringing in i have to find the article and look but um i think that's the most austin thing ever is to have a barbecue joint at the at the sports stadium oh yeah you know well it's an iconic spot for austin too though you know it is yeah, Valentine's is really yeah. good. Man. You know, and what's funny is because, you know, Franklin gets all of the notoriety. You know, they have a great marketing and, you know, they get on TV shows and, you know, all of this stuff. So people think that, oh, when they come to Austin, they have to go to Franklin. That's going to be the number one spot. But, dude, there's so many great barbecue places, man. And Valentina's is absolutely one of them. Yeah. I've never yeah. been to Franklin's and, and I don't think I ever will. I'm not, I'm not waiting hours for a plate of barbecue there's too many look it's it's probably as good as they say i'm not saying it's not i believe when people say it's that good i really do i won't find out because there's too many great joints where i can walk up and be sitting down with a plate of fantastic barbecue in five minutes and move on with my day now some people equate that whole waiting thing as like um a badge of honor yeah, yeah. More, it, it's just more like um, it's a it's a day it's an activity, right? Because I know no. people kind of will treat it like a tailgate and all that. To me, I'm still waiting online four hours for a plate of barbecue. And here, where you can throw a rock in any direction and hit a really good barbecue joint, yes, it sir. just it just doesn't make sense. Yes, sir. Uh, like I said, I I firmly believe it's as good as people say. I don't have a reason not to. Mm. I won't find out firsthand. And, and again, it's not against, it's nothing against them. It's nothing against them at all. I'm just a very impatient person. Uh, yes. I, I always have been. I'm working on it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet, man. And like I said, there, there's so many good spots that I can literally walk into and walk up to the counter and get my stuff and go sit down and eat and be gone. Like, 
no, that 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 weight isn't for me. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take a little trip down 35, and me and you gonna go to Franklin's, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Look now, Greer. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Greer. It's gonna take you just as long to drive down 35 as it's gonna take yeah, us to get in that line and yeah. get some. So uh, you no, I drive. So what, he's saying, what he's saying, Brandon, is you get me early, early and get in line. That'd be a better plan. from Dallas, it'd be time to eat, bro. You're right. By the time you get here. By the time you get here, we'll just be able to see the menu and get our order together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, I'm driving man. for hours. You waiting for hours? Then I got to drive back though, so I got that's the worst end of it. That's true, man. That's that's like a, a 15 20 minute drive for me, so yeah. But yeah, oh, like man. I said, man, I um. No, it's too many good joints here. Yes, sir. So when I look, oh, now I, I got to put you on the spot, bro. Uh, you, you you've been to Franklin's, yes? Uh, I have not actually been to Franklin's CE Barbecue there. I have okay. been to his barbecue um, at the festivals. Um, had it at work, you know that type of thing. But nah, I ain't going to wait in line like that. Okay. Should like, you can ask me if it's good? No, I was going to ask you, should someone wait in line for Oh, dude, I will absolutely tell, you know, anybody to go try any place that they want to try out. Mm. You know, um, <laughs> I've been on record, you know, for uh, saying there are some places that I won't go to, you know, that I don't think is very good barbecue. But, hey, the next person might love it. So I always tell people uh, it's just different. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, no, Franklin's man. I mean, the people are fantastic. You know, all that man, dude. If you got the patience to go wait in line, go get it. You know, I thought the brisket was pretty dang good, but I didn't. I didn't have anything else there that would have me like, oh my god, I have to go there again. You know, I have to go get that barbecue again. Gotcha. So, I've had that brisket. It's good, but I'm not standing in line for it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's too many places. You know, Austin has way too many fantastic barbecue places that you'd have to even up there in Dallas. Hell, Dallas has got some pretty good barbecue uh, barbecue spots up there as well. So I don't know about out there in Vegas now. I mean, when I went out there, I did go to Rolling Smoke. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't hit that yet. I've heard I've heard good things about them, man. It's it it, it I. I'm just still kind of in shock over the how everything out here is just so different, man, when it comes to barbecue. Because, this, you know, you don't I mean, I get it. I came from the south where everything is, you know, you know, wood smoke and, and all that stuff, man. But a lot of folks out here when it comes to barbecue, man, they're just, you know, these folks are literally fine going out and saying, hey, let's get an outdoor kitchen. Let's get some propane. You know, if if you you go talk to somebody about a you know a charcoal grill, the only thing they're gonna talk to you about is a you know is a kamado, you know, a big green egg or something like that. You know, it's just it's just very different. You know, this is kind of shocking. Like, you know, I told you I went to a barbecue uh, place, man, but that's literally the only place in town. You know, from a standpoint, whereas in Atlanta, 
you had tons of them, you know, you know, where you could get supplies and rubs and, and things of that nature. So it's different, man. It's different. And it's, and also it's different for the folks that are coming, you know, the tourists that are coming in just to, you know, get a, a taste of barbecue. And then the folks that really know barbecue trying to find something that's really, you know, really good, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's crazy. Opportunity. We're coming so up like, a little you bit. You can just here, go get so like a food truck, homie, and you can make a killing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we uh, what were you saying, Keenan? We got a couple spots here. Uh, one thing I will say the growth on getting barbecue products has risen, such as rubs, sauces, stuff like that, there in the grocery stores. Um, it's like one barbecue store here. It's called Barbecues Galore. It's probably like a chain. Yep. You know, in other mm -hmm. places. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's quite a few barbecue spots here. I will say they do use a lot of hickory here. So I don't know where they get it from. Maybe somewhere out in the mountains or the, where they got hickory grown somewhere out where I won't be at. But uh, they do use a lot of hickory. But, you know, barbecue spots is coming up, you know, a little bit. It's all about, um, Tri-tip, of course, but brisket and beef ribs and dino rib, all that stuff that I see and that we see you all get to cook and get plentiful. Uh, yeah. You know, it's starting to make a rise, but they will charge you for it. You know what, Keenan, you mentioned, you know, rubs, speaking about barbecues galore and this and the other, and it made me think of something. I want to know from y'all, you know, you guys cook. You know, and I'm not talking about for content. I'm talking about when you want to cook something, you know, brisket, whatever, whatever it is. When you want to cook something and you're making it for, you know, your fellas, your family, your whoever, and you want to make it really good. Do y'all actually have a go to rub that you use? What do you, what do you use? So for me, if I'm, let's say it's steaks, believe it or not, the salt lick. Their dry rub, the original, that thing make anything taste good. I'll eat that off some shoes because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so like if I was trying to impress somebody, hey, I, I just go in that cabin, I move all the others around to get the meat church out the way, get the heath riles out the way, grab that salt lick. I'm like, man, I might I call that the panty dropper. I might get <laughs> <laughs> Jeff be over there like, <laughs> yeah, man. Steak, baby, eat that steak. The salt ain't the only thing about to get licked up in there. Hey, the only man I'm doing <laughs> catch a charge while he cooking something. Oh, oh man, <laughs> I don't, I don't have one, man. I mean, I, I use so many. I've been, I've been on Sweet Charlene. I've been on the Jank. Uh, I've been on Kinders. You know, I got a plethora of Kinders. Um, I'm gonna actually do a cook when I'm done with this, trying out that Thai barbecue, but. I mean, if I'm trying to, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, whatever I reach in and grab, you know, I need to get some more sniffing griffins from Warren G. That was my go-to, but I done ran through it. So I'm holding on to the last little bit. But uh, yeah, man, I, I got so many rubs up in there. You know, I'll just combine a couple to see what they taste like. Island Boy Spices, I like that. Um, but if I'm doing beef, man, I'll just salt and pepper, yeah. you know, to be honest. Mm. That's, I'm starting to like that on beef now. Man, you know what? For beef, I like um, Montreal steak seasoning. Mm -hmm. mm. I really like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really like that blend, man. So if I'm making steaks uh, or tri-tips, even uh, beef ribs, I cook my beef ribs with the Montreal steak seasoning. And first time I did that, I was a little leery because like eh, this might be a little much. But it was such a long cook that it it really mellowed out. Great and texture too. Yeah, it is great crunch. Um, yeah. So everything else, I'm like Keenan. I, I try to try new stuff. Um, but yeah, with with beef, if it's a go to, like I said, and I'm cooking, and I definitely want it to be a hit. Yeah, it's it's uh it ain't sexy, but yeah, the the Montreal steak season from McCormick. It gets it done, man. You got to try that Montreal chicken. I got that one. Yeah. I've tried that before. Oh, I've tried that I before. Like and, you know, I tell you, what, if, if I'm cooking something really, really boring, like a chicken breast, I will dry brine the hell out of some chicken breast with that <laughs> Montreal chicken seasoning. And <laughs> it it it, act, it works through that. And it, it gets yeah. the job done, man. And, and it'll put a pretty nice crust on there, too, if you cook it hot enough. Yep. I'll tell you, I... From a from a base layer, I think, um, and I've been using this for a few years now, man. Uh, that uh, Fiesta Brands garlic pepper seasoning That's with the stuff. little with that and the little bit of you know they got a little bit of parsley in there too. It gives it just a little bit of little bit of uh, uh, over the top with it. That's kind of like my base layer for everything um, on that thing because it's just got it's just a great flavor, you know. And it's funny because I've even tried to replicate the. <laughs> the the portions of it or whatever i just can't get it right you know to get it tasting like they have it tasting um but that's that's my go-to on you know on everything there and i also like um if i if i'm trying to do a little bit of sweet heat um that sweet charlene is great i use that a lot um but i also like the um that uh heath riles honey chipotle um mm. and get get that on there that's one of those ones that's uh mm. that i have to Hide in the top of the cabinet so Jessica doesn't use that thing to death, man. Because you know, I have to put that up top so she can't get to it, man. That and that garlic jalapeno by Heath Riles—that's that's some good stuff. Yeah, 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 some good flavor on there. But yeah, real quick, wanted uh, had another question posed, um, and I got a good answer for this. Uh, what's the spice you guys think people are sleeping on? Mm. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Um, crazy as it sounds, I think high quality black pepper is something that people mm -hmm. overlook. High quality, yeah. High quality mm -hmm. black pepper. Um, I'm going to tell Malabar. you something. What's that, Keenan? That Malabar pepper? You know, there's several out there. Um, yeah, but got a little sweetness to it. I've, I've man, I've come across some man that um, you get some that are are really floral, some that are are earthy, and uh, I just know that if people stop using black pepper out of that tin can that was in their grandma's cabinet, <laughs> and, and actually, I'm, I'm serious, man, like, like you get you some high quality black pepper and and a pepper mill, and I mean, I'll tell you what, crack a few cracks in your hand. And 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 taste it, and I mean, really, get past the initial heat, and really give that stuff a taste, man. I'm gonna tell you something: some good flaky salt and high quality black pepper will make anything taste phenomenal. 
And I, I think that's one of the most slept on things because, again, most people are just used to. Um, no one invited you in here. My dog <laughs> is barging in. He's big enough to open the door on his own. <laughs> well, come on in here. You got the door open now. Come on, man. Pull uh, up the extra headset for him. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's something that has always been uh, overlooked. And, and that's in any type of cooking. That, that's what I think. Yeah. Good deal. I got I, one for you. Go ahead. I'm going to say sumac. Yep. Sumac is one that, um, you know, you it's, it's got that florally tone to it, as Brandon mm-hmm. was speaking of. Uh, goes very well with fatty cuts of beef. You know, if you're making, say, your dino ribs, you know, even chuck ribs, uh, pork belly, you know, even, you know, bring some of the pork cuts into it that are fatty. Sumac is good because it actually helps cut through the richness, you know, of that fat. And it kind of keeps you engaged in that eating and not, you know, feeling like you're so overwhelmed. And I, mm-hmm. you know, and I've got it here and I forget to use it a lot of the time. And I think about it after it's like, even right now, I could have put it on this pork belly. I'm thinking right now and I forgot. Um, but that's one. If you haven't tried sumac, I would tell you, get some sumac, man, and mix that into your rub when you do your beef ribs. You know, and if I you get a little citrus where you behind can, sumac when I, when I use it. Yeah, if you if you can do two, do one rack of ribs without the sumac, do one with, so you can kind of see that that difference and uh, see how you like it. Keenan, what do you think, man? Uh, man, I would say, man, probably saffron. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, saffron's good stuff. It's uh, it's, it's to me, I like I like the subtleness of it, but you know it's there. Um, it's hard to come by. It's expensive. Um, I didn't use them all. I used saffron to make it a hot sauce one time, and it came out amazing. And uh, you know, that's that's probably it. You know, that saffron. Man, we need to get it. We need to get it out there. You know, plentiful and stop being so shady. Gotcha. I'm I'm gonna go with the oldie but goodie, man. At least the oldie to goodie. But us with us, but a lot of folks in cooking just still don't know about smoked paprika. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, it's funny, like, you know, people still just think about it. Oh, well, that's just that red stuff on top potato salad. No, you can you get some good smoked paprika. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> makes it makes a difference, man. You know, I use that a lot in cooking, you know, and cooking in the house. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, hey, you know, folks just kind of sleep on it. So, yes, sir. but um, yeah, I find but, it to be a little strong, um, but we, we use it. I definitely got the smoked paprika, the sweet and hot. The hot paprika, boy, that would tear you up. I made the mistake of like, oh, I'm gonna use a tablespoon. It ain't that hot. Nah, didn't work out. <laughs> boy, I'm telling gotcha. you, opened up the sinuses way up. Hey, the Lakers oh, pulled man. that game off too, man. I see that. One eleven, one hundred eight. AD was balling out at the end. At the end, because he didn't do it at the beginning. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Well, guys, it's definitely been a good chat. Um, uh, been good catching up. You've been listening to the Black Smoke Barbecue Podcast. Um, uh, Keenan, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on YouTube in the Smoke with Keenan. Find me on Instagram, Not All Smoke Seventy Eight. 
You can find me on TikTok, not all smoke. Okay. Uh, Greer, uh, give us your socials, man. Well, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm forgetting some TikTok. MySpace. Grill and Smoke Barbecue. <laughs> it's the same everywhere you go. Grill and Smoke Barbecue. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Alton, where can they find you, sir? Yes, sir. The Dog Father's Barbecue, D A W G F A T H A S B B Q. Find me on YouTube. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram. We out here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you can find me on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok uh, at Outdoors with Jeff. Um, but we definitely appreciate everybody stopping by for the for the recording and for the live. You can find me. You can find me. Uh, oh, hold on. My oh, you know, what? I'm sorry. Sir. I'm sorry. Brandon. Find Brandon in Texas. <laughs> Brandon, sir. <laughs> Currently. Find Brandon in the line of Franklin. Shit. <laughs> That's where you're not going to find me. <laughs> uh, you can find me on all platforms at BKC Cooks. There you go. There you go. Well, guys, we definitely appreciate you stopping by, spending some time with us. You've been listening to the Black Smoke Barbecue Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Man, we need that Jay-Z music. (laughs) Welcome to Passive Remote with Charlie and Terrence. I'm Terrence. I'm Charlie. What up? We watch a lot of TV, right? Right. (laughs) We talk about a lot of TV often. I guess we were like, hey, let's do a podcast about it. So I guess what we're going to do here is give you suggestions for shows, a little bit of reviews, and how to watch where to watch because it can get a little cumbersome you know you can have your little streaming box because you cut the cord you heard from your co-worker this show is on blah 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 and you're like i don't know how to get that we're going to help you out a little bit tell everybody to listen give us a spin on your favorite podcast application pass the popcorn pass the damn remote What's up, y'all? I'm back for another season of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to the first season. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you haven't had an opportunity to listen to any episode or you missed some episodes, please go back and listen to them. Let me know what you think. But this season will be bigger and better than the first season. We're going to have more guests. I'm going to read some more poems, some excerpts from my upcoming book. I'm also going to do some YouTube videos. So please follow the YouTube channel, the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast. Make sure you subscribe to my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. Check me out on Instagram and Facebook at the Brown Sugar Cafe. Buckle up because this season is going to be a great ride. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications so you don't miss an episode. And if this is your first time and you want to know what the Brown Sugar Cafe is all about, it's the place where poetry meets conversation. This is a space dedicated to the conversation about what truly matters in life. And that's you. Hey everyone, Charlie Maverick here. Have you ever heard of the Jesus Take the Wheel podcast? Oh, well if you haven't and you enjoy conversations about family, 
fun, and faith, please tune in to Jesus Take the Wheel, hosted by me, Charlie Maverick, and my mother, Mama Maverick, Darlene Smith, as we cut up, have some fun, and we get our praise on. Find us everywhere you listen to podcasts.